When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello there. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Mm. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names in the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were going to take home with you. Mm. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip, picking a movie out by hand, and watching later that night after you watch an episode of Cops. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me, as always, two dudes who argue more than the two main characters of this movie, Sean Pryor and AJ Vance. How the heck are you? You drive like shit. Well, you drive like a grandma who doesn't live anymore. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Isn't that the same thing? You don't wear sunscreen. No, I don't. It's it's a pain in the butt to to put on. I think it's it's a waste of time. Wear a rash guard. Okay. Yeah. See, I'll listen to him. <laughs> Every time. Every single time. Every single goddamn time. This is gonna be the whole episode. Basically the these guys arguing time. and me just trying to moderate. That's right. Well, boys, on today's episode we discuss the first movie in a franchise that brought us two more films. With one currently in production, by the way. A movie that started a meteoric rise for Will Smith. The directorial debut of one of the greatest directors of all time, Michael Bay. The only Michael Bay film under two hours long, by the way. (laughs) We're, of course, talking about 1995's Bad Boys. There we go. Bad Boys. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the Confused Breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. Thank you. Well, we are dab smack into May of Bay Uncaged, where we are doing Michael Bay, Nicolas Cage films, mixing mm-hmm. them up. Last week we did Armageddon. Next week we're doing The Rock. The week after that, Gone in 60 Seconds. week after that, Con Air. Subscribe. Make sure you're following us. And if you're new to the podcast, we're going to be reviewing Bad Boys scene by scene with a modern eye. But in order to do that properly, we must talk about it with pure nostalgia. We should. So we can strip it away. Sean, you tell us the first time you saw this movie and what your modern day, or sorry, your nostalgic rating was. This was a uh, movie that I watched with my friend Jordan when we were just uh, hanging out and uh, playing guns, you know, skateboarding a little bit here and there. Uh, having a good time, and then after we were done, we would uh, retire to his basement and watch whatever VHS it was going to be, and usually it was Point Break or Bad Boys. Um, how did you decide? Just kind of... Whatever. How are you feeling? How were we felt? Yeah, I watched Point Break yesterday. 
Let's watch Bad Boys. I don't really remember much about this. It didn't really stick with me as much as, as like Point Break did. Um, so I would have to say... What do you nos- say? What do I say? <laughs> Nostalgically, it was... Uh, <laughs> It was it was a like a, a good time in my life, so I, I like that about it. But I don't really remember much about the movie, so I would have to say uh, it's probably six. Six here for Sean AJ. What about you, man? Yeah, I need to do better. <laughs> the first time, <laughs> the first time I saw this, um, boy, this is it's tough for me to to say that I can give this a rating, but I know I have seen like a good portion of the movie. So, but. <laughs> It was TBS or, or like or no, sorry, TNT. Yes, it's TNT, and it's just so many commercials, and it's just oh man, it was a chore to get through because of the way it was just cut up at this point. I mean, I saw it when I was uh, thirteen, probably, and just watching it on a tube TV and just trying to watching this because. Uh, there was like Simpsons wasn't on yet. You know what I mean? Something like that. The only thing I liked about it was Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Cause I didn't know who Joe Pantoliano was. I didn't know anything else. Nope. I was like, Oh no, Will Smith's cool. Ugh. Awesome. He's got the uh, guy from uh, the Patriot. Yeah. French guy. Ugh. Yeah. He, he's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think honestly I can, I can give this, I can, I can give this, a 5.5. 5.5. This, this, from what I hear from people, this seems to be the thing. Like, everybody saw it, but it was just so unremarkably non-memorable, this movie was. Like, a lot of the things that I... Th- I know I saw it, but a lot of the things that I do remember is, like, Bad Boys 2. Yeah. And I always thought it was in this, and I'm like, wait, which movie is that part in, you know? So, for me, definitely saw it. Definitely never really wanted to try to watch it again. It wasn't in my rewatching repertoire. I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a four. Nostalgically, uh, we got an executive producer on the episode today. Good old Starling is hey back you. with us. All right. He said, "Bad Boys was a movie I distinctly remember coming out while I was in college. I vividly recall the poster of Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, and Tia Leona Leone from the trailers. I knew that this was a movie based in Miami." Will was a wealthy police officer with his black Porsche Turbo 911, and there was some hot girl they were heavily pushing. In 1995, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence seemed like a perfect duo for a cop comedy. Will was still on a top 20 TV show the year of filming, and Martin was the star of a groundbreaking black comedy. It seemed to be a movie with buzz, yet no one I knew ever talked about it after viewing. No word of mouth for me. This is a movie that somehow made more than Tommy Boy and Billy Madison combined. I wasn't a cop guy movie, a cop movie guy. At this point, I had never seen Beverly Hills Cop, Die Hard, or Lethal Weapon. As much as I love Fresh Prince, I managed to miss 1995 and not see this movie. Mm. My Will Smith movies were just around the corner. Independence Day, Men in Black, that solidified him as an A-list star. So that's a big N-A for Starling. So that takes us to a 5.17 for a nostalgic rating, which, you know, <laughs> that's uh, that's bottom 10 nostalgic rating. That is slightly better than The Breakfast Club, uh, slightly worse than 50 First Dates for mm. us nostalgic. Huh. 
Okay. Funny enough, to, it's still weird to see Breakfast Club on the bottom yeah. of our nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, but but that funny. movie was terribly boring to a 10-year-old kid. 100%. <laughs> Changes a lot. That's why we do this. We talk nostalgically first so we can strip it away because Breakfast Club became one of our favorite movies we ever did. Mm-hmm. So let's see if that happens with Bad Boys. First, we got to learn all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, you do that work. Let's hear what you got, man. Produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. He's back doing it again. Brooks. And Don Simpson, written by George Gallo, Michael Berry, Jim Mulholland, and Doug Richardson. So many writers with Bay movies. Yeah. So many. He just doesn't trust one person. No. <laughs> you do it again. No, you know you do it one more time. All right, now you do it again now that he already did it. <laughs> yeah. Cinematography by Howard Atherton, music by Mark Mancina, edited by Christian Wagner, directed by Michael Bay. Cast, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Teresa Randall, Anna Thompson, Marge Hellenberger, Nestor Marge. Serrano, uh, Julia, yeah. Julio Oscar Machoso, Machoso, Michael Imperioli, Kevin Corrigan, Tia Leone, and Joey Pants. The movie was originally written with a different title of Bulletproof Hearts. Producers Simpson and Bruckheimer originally wanted John Lovitz and Dana Carvey That's for the titular roles of the bad boys. <laughs> so weird. That would... And they still wanted to call the movie Bad Boys? <laughs> no, they, no, they called it Bulletproof Hearts. Is, what is they that what they wanted? It. Yes. <laughs> Arsenio Hall turned down the role of Mike Lowry and has said that that was the worst decision of his entire career. Oh. Uh, Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes were also vetted to play the duo. It was just... That would have been... Yeah, it's just... Yeah. We need two actors that are really good together to just be cops. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Yeah, it was just a buddy, buddy cop movie. I think it was like kind of based off of... The success of Beverly Hills Cop, like oh, it was completely, it was a, uh, a vehicle, or like that idea was like what they wanted to kind of embody, because it was that, that was made for Sylvester Stallone, and then yes. Eddie Murphy made it more of a comedic kind of role, um, and so that's kind of what they wanted to do with this. Filming for Bad Boys began on June twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four, and shot mostly in and around Miami Dade County. Director Michael Bay encouraged improvisation, especially with his two main leads, and was almost downright required with the whole production. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence were deep into their television shows, which made the production have to rush to get done wrapping on August 31st that same year. June 27th to August 31st. Damn. It's not that much time at all, mm. especially for how much he has to cover. Like Michael oh, good Bay. Lord, yeah. You know, this is his first movie. He's probably trying to do something somewhat economically, which he, you know, he's very indulgent. So he's, you know, has trouble trying to uh, get these shots as much as he wants. Um, I also read that uh, uh, because of the time constraints, uh, he had to obviously, like I said, improvise a lot. Um, but uh, the... Will Smith and Martin Lawrence were like kind of he got into some quarrels with especially Will Smith like wanting to do wanting Will Smith to say a certain line but Will Smith didn't really want to and he's like we have to fucking do it because the sun's going down pretty much you have to say the we can't yeah we can't do this shot another day so we have to get it right now uh, Bad Boys was released April seventh, nineteen ninety five, and on a budget of nineteen million, the film made one hundred and forty one point four million at the box office, launched the career of Michael Bay, and has spawned two sequels. The one little tidbit about the Dana Carvey John Lovitz thing: they were they were signed on, mm-hmm. and they went. Don Simpson arranged a trip for the actors and him to go to Las Vegas to just celebrate. And like get to know each oh, other. Yeah, yeah. Dana Carvey was so horrified with Don Simpson and like how wild and uncontrollable he was that he's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's <laughs> why? He's like, Don Simpson's a psychopath. I don't want to be involved with him. <laughs> I have to know. Yes. To be a fly on the wall <laughs> of what spooked Dana Carvey so yes, hard on correct. this. It just terrified him. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Well, you guys, you know this podcast. You know us. We're three dudes trying to put out awesome content every week for you. Uh, it's a crazy world. Millions of podcasts to listen to. But you choose us. And that means the world. And so in order to keep this podcast free and growing, we have two missions for you. Number one, you just got to share this. Like, you know, somebody you watch this movie with your brother, your friend, you know, somebody loves Will Smith, Martin Lawrence movies like set, hit the little share icon, send it to him. If they, maybe not this movie. Maybe you came on on Armageddon. You love that episode. Send on Armageddon. Send one podcast episode to one friend this week. That is all we ask of you. We think that's the coolest thing you can do to support us. And you can check us out on patreon.com slash confused breakfast. That's where you get direct support for us for extra perks. You get private discord server. You get to vote on upcoming movies. You get bonus weekly audio content. Last week, I, I dropped some health bomb scares that, that have been like one of the craziest moments of my life. I, I told our, our Patreon members about it. So if you want to hear all about it, you got to go join the Patreon Ten bucks get you in there. You can listen to all the episodes and delete it right after that if you want. Just leave them hanging. Is Mike okay? Gonna have to go get on our Patreon and find out. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast. Yeah, that, it's, it's funny. It's a funny joke. It's, it's a funny joke. Up next, we got AJ. He does the research for us. He gives us the ratings, reviews, critics, and fans alike. What do you got, bro? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? A tomato meter! Yeah, you got I'm just trying to make it bad for you guys now. At this point, yeah. just trying to be difficult. Just trying. I'm just trying. 43% splat tomato meter. Bummer. Bottom 20 again, just like last week. That is tied with Harry and the Hendersons. <sighs> Michael Bay, you've got the one critics. more shot next week with The Rock to get us out of the splat zone. Um, 78%, though, you still got the audience on your side. 78%. is pretty decent. Pretty I think that's pretty decent. Um, but Bad Boys on IMDb is 68 Tied with Fast and the Furious. Makes sense. Makes complete and utter sense. It's basically... It's really all about family. (laughs) Family. Uh, Guys, uh, critics, as we said, they didn't really get this movie. Jonathan Rosenbaum over at Reader said it's formulaic sass machine. I was writhing in my seat. Uh, Dessen Thompson uh, from the Washington Post gave it a 30 out of 100. Even by the low low standards of cheap action flicks, this one's bad, boys. <laughs> Somebody was going to do it. I know. Uh, how about a 50 out of 100? Uh, James Barrodinelli said, There's only so far a movie can go on loud music, nicely framed shots, testosterone, and adrenaline. Bad Boys takes the often-traveled road and leads the audience to a dead end. Sad. That's sad. One out of ten. Uh, this is a good idea, but a terrible script, uh, said Jay Plentini, 75, 2001. I like a good action comedy. I loved Martin in Blue Streak, Big Mama's House, loved Rush Hour, Men in Black, etc. These kinds of comedies usually are, are usually very entertaining, uh, and do very well at the box office, but I was very disappointed with Bad Boys. And he didn't even tell us why. Nope. He didn't tell us why. 
He just said it was a bad movie. He gave it a one out of ten. That was a critic. This is not a critic. Oh, a this fan. is just a fan. He just left us on it's red. Bad. I do just happen like, to agree with him though. The Rush Hour and all those other. Yeah, movies are I better. loved all these movies. Like why is why is this movie so non memorable for people? Yeah, I don't good know. idea, but a terrible script. I guess that was the title of it. Um, one out of ten though. Uh, great film. <laughs> no, said Tarantino film freak, aka yeah. Sean. <laughs> Is that really his name? Tarantino Film Freak? <laughs> Tarantino Film Freak. Underscore, underscore. I really, Sean, I really find it hard to believe that somebody that loves Tarantino is going to be like, Bad Boys is fucking dope. I don't know. You think so? I don't know. Yeah. What year would you say? 1981? Nin- this is uh, 1998. No, but what? what's the end of his name? Tarantino Film Freak? Oh, no, just Tarantino Film Freak. Okay. Yeah. Underscore, yeah. Sorry. underscore. Underscore, uh, underscore. underscore. <laughs> yeah. Tarantino underscore film underscore freak. <laughs> Find me on Instagram. Uh, He said, great film. I loved this movie. It's without a doubt Will Smith's best. Martin Lawrence is very good, too. If you want to catch Lawrence at his best, I suggest everyone see Nothing Nothing Loose. Nothing Lose. Love this film. Anyways. Yeah, he's got it wrong in there. Anyway, I think this is a brilliant film. Smith and Lawrence made a great team. This is definitely Bruckheimer's best. One out of ten. <laughs> Are you serious? I forgot to hit ten, and so when you like post it, it just it automatically reverts to one. That's what happens. It's not if you don't actually check ten. Yeah, it's it's gonna put in a one. Yeah, I just don't Fuck. like. Guys, come on! Like, please, I had to read it because I wanted I wanted that to be a ten out of ten because, I, but now I just think it's sarcastic. No. I think I think they forgot. You think so? Yeah. Okay. That there was nothing funny about that. <laughs> oh, well, I guess there kind of was. Let's see. How about this? We'll just we'll just do this. Ten out of ten uh, defines a whole new genre in a good cop, bad cop. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are a great combination because they are both so similar in personality. A gag is funny when two people do the same thing, particularly in The Fresh Prince, where Will and Carlton do the same stupid dance together without conferring about it. Bad Boys has all kinds of great jokes like this. The film feels more tidy than Bad Boys 2, partly because the camera angles are better. (sighs) The soundtrack to this film is superb. There are some great songs in there. Overall, you can't help find this both funny and action-packed. The best scene by far is in the toilet with Martin Lawrence beating up the two guards. (laughs) He's right. That is like the best scene in the movie. (laughs) The music is good. You said that already. And the slow motion is good as well. (laughs) (laughs) What music? They did a good job on slowing the frame rate down. (laughs) They picked the right speed for that slow motion. Sometimes you slow it down a little too much and it just doesn't work for me. Or not enough. Or not enough. And like in Reservoir Dogs. You know, like <laughs> yeah. some people don't like that jittery kind of look. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I just love the things that people get fixated on. Like, dude, that slow motion, fucking revolutionary. Cool. I was gonna cool. say the same thing, dude. I'm so glad you said that. The slow motion was tight. <laughs> Did you see his shirt was unbuttoned? I saw that. It was hot. Yeah, dude. Sweat. <laughs> 
My friends, this episode is sponsored by NordVPN. I have two reasons, the Mike Schulte two reasons special, why you need to listen to what I'm saying. Number one, do you ever get frustrated that you can't watch certain live sporting events because they aren't televised or available in your country? I've talked about this, blackout dates, things not being available. It's like, it's so anti-American to be like, you can't watch this. Yeah. So with NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a country that is showing the sports event that you want to watch so you don't miss out and can watch the action live. That is how beautiful NordVPN is, is just switch where you're coming from. You're tricking the internet, and they can't tell you what you cannot, cannot watch. The other thing, this is nuts. With a global recession kind of happening right now, world's getting a bit crazy. Everybody's looking to save a little money. Here's what's nuts. I just found this out. NordVPN, you can change your virtual location and sign up up for subscription services via other countries and pay a cheaper price. That's it. Net Netflix in Mexico is cheaper than the US UK. That's where so it's you at. switch your NordVPN, sign up from Mexico, and then it's cheaper. You can also mind-blowing book flights and holidays via other countries and pay less. You can go like trick the internet into thinking you're in a different country and save money by buying a trip to that country or flights to that country. Pure insanity. NordVPN pays for itself with the savings you can have out there. So listen, you got to grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash breakfast to get a huge discount offer. Um, You get the discount off your NordVPN plan plus four months for free, completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. This is an absolute no-brainer. Try it for 30 days. You don't like it. You get your money back. But you also get the four months for free by using nordvpn.com slash breakfast. You have to check it out, please. Nordvpn.com slash breakfast. Try it risk-free now with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Back to the episode. Well, boys, you're on the mic with Mike. I'm so glad you said I have a note. Mike, you need to say that more often. (laughs) You're on the mic with Mike. Fuck you. Which actually makes no sense because you're not on the mic. I'm on the mic. (laughs) So whatever, Will Smith. I am. (laughs) Now back up, put the gun down, and get me a pack of tropical fruit bubblicious. It's It's good skittles. Here we go. A criminal mastermind named Fouchette. We're going to say Fouchette. Fouchette? Good. Fouchette. Well, that's what we're going to... Fouchette. Engineers the, th- the theft of $100 million in heroin from the evidence locker at police headquarters. Mike Lowry and Marcus mm. Burnett are Miami police detectives who are assigned to the case. Internal Affairs suspects that it was an inside job, threatens to shut down the entire department unless they recover the drugs within 72 hours. Mike asks one of his informants, Max, to look for people who are newly rich and therefore suspects. I got to say, coming off of uh, Armageddon, not a scene or a shot over two minutes or yeah over two, two seconds 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 um in this movie he's like really restrained dude like the title card doesn't blow up doesn't blow up right in your face Amazing. yet um i i don't know i was like the the beginning like setup of these criminals i'm like oh this is actually i it looks good it's really fucking dark i can't really see that much <laughs> yep. um but I, I can tell what's going on um you know like it's it sets it up, but he's also taking his time with it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys feel that? Like, I did. Especially coming off of Armageddon? It didn't feel this, like the same movie at all. Yeah. Like, or, or the same director, really. It just felt like, whoa, what are we doing here? Yeah. He's definitely got a thing, though, for multiple uh, 
opening scenes. <laughs> right. He's definitely True. got a thing for it. True. You know, and I I like I like the one with Fouché, but um, I really like the one with Martin Lawrence and, and Will Smith. I I struggled with it. I thought I thought like why why do you need this? I I struggled with why not go why not go right into this bad guy thing this bad guy heist, and then come out of it and now we're now we're introducing to our heroes. So like at first I said no, I don't like this. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like no, this works. Okay, we need to we need to get drawn into these two guys right away. Yes, that's what this and movie learn their is. personalities. Yeah, and stuff. It, yeah. They, the audience needs to know that this is a pretty. Like it's a comedy. It's a comedy action movie. This is funny. Yeah, it's action comedy. I guess you could say. Uh, is, and then like the, our main characters are going to be bantery. So y- yes. get used to it, and here it is. You know, y- and yeah. Martin Lawrence is fucking incredible, dude. This yeah. this is the only time we will ever see Martin Lawrence build in front of Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence, then Will Smith, never again. In like especially on the Bad Boys movies, like yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I mean Will Smith goes on to the bigger career. Yeah. Th- think about this: at this point, Will Smith is on a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. Ninety-five Bad Boys, ninety-six Independence Day, ninety-seven Men in Black, ninety-seven. Also, his release of Big Willie style, which went nine <laughs> yeah. times Gosh. platinum. Holy Will crap. Smith is on a rocket ship after mm-hmm. this movie's over. And then Wild Wild West happens. No. <laughs> and I was still excited. <laughs> I do I do really like this opening like with them because like you say it gives you a lot of insight into who your characters are. I think it's the best way to um inform the audience of how close they really are, you know, how long they've been together in life and whatnot because you don't have banter like this between guys who have been on the line for or you know to, partners for a year and a half to two right. years. You know, it's not like that. Um, and again, how they can very easily, they know each other so well when they do get like, they try to rob them, try to steal their car. They know how to play this the perfect way for each other. That's true. So Kim I, that's, Coates that's is I like. one of the robbers. Kim Coates, <laughs> cool yes. Yeah. yes. I, I thought know. for sure, I'm like, oh, sweet, Kim Coates is yeah. this. And then he's like, never in it <laughs> Dude, again. Does, <laughs> does not ever age again. Like, you see him in Sons of Anarchy. He looks the exact same. The exact mm-hmm. same. I, like I started watching the second one right before I got here. Did you? Bad Boys 2. And Michael Shannon is in it. And I'm like, I, I wonder if he comes back or it's just another, like, Kim Coates kind of thing where she's like, oh, that's that actor that I love. There's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and they the rest of the movie, yeah. I, I did really like, like, I thought this was kind of a beautifully shot movie. Like, the all that warm yellow... Um, scenes in the beginning like i like i don't know the, call me crazy i like that the credit the credit like kind of like of all miami like yeah. all the like helicopter it shots wasn't outrageous it's before he knew drones it looked really great but, but it was also good. like in michael bay movies the sun sets in five hours like yes. it takes five hours for the sun yes. to set because yeah. it took so long <laughs> For the sun to set, like that, the whole intro credit thing was just like, and the sun's still there, and it's still there, and like as we get to our characters, now it's down. I think that Michael Bay just, and I think this actually, well, I think it's actually true. He just has the most absolute boner for Miami, because throughout this movie, I'm, I swear, we see these same helicopter flyovers of like the, the, the dusk. Miami lights and stuff, the neon and all that. We get that as a transition like eight times in this movie. And you know Michael Bay was just flying over just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I forgot to do what I was supposed to do. Let's go back again. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've done it five times already. I know. Let's do it one more time. I want to make you're, sure we get it. You're counting too? Mm. 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 <laughs> Who's counting? Mm. You know what I love? I love the Miami sign next to the airport. Let's shoot that Ooh, 10 billion yeah, times. Yeah, Let's yeah. make sure it's beautiful lighting. Like even sunset. in the sequel, it's just like, I want to shoot it again. It's like, I think we could take from the first we one could, that yeah. we did. Like, no, I need it. It's it's a different time. It's different. The, gra- the grass is different. They let those flowers grow below it. So yeah, it's yeah. totally different. Totes, totes. totes, man. Totally. They, these guys are bad cops, right? <laughs> yeah. These like, like, two guys? Well, okay, so what does bad boys refer to? Are they bad boys? I, are, are his bad boys the criminals? You I better think watch out, bad boys. They We're refer to themselves you. as like bad boys. They like, should refer to themselves as bad cops. Bad cops. <laughs> because they're terrible. <laughs> they they go into this first like crime scene where the dude's yeah. there. They completely ruin the crime scene. They Anything that has gone on in this thing they've now completely made it dismissible evidence they've tampered with a crime scene yep what are they doing the whole premise right is that they stage killing a cop even though the guy they kill isn't a real cop right okay, that and that's the, what the yep. idea is to pull everyone out of the police station so yep. they can make this bus perfect you you're going into your own evidence room and by, like you say, all standards just completely obliterating this whole crime scene. It's not the only time they do it, too. We'll, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, they, in- they tamper constantly. And, like, normally I feel like this is a moment where we'd feel like we'd almost be like, well, humanize the goons. Well, oh, shoot, you guys are probably going to do it now. Well, humanize the, the goons, this internal affairs lady. Is probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's probably right. I, I think she's still kind of just being a bitch. But um, <laughs> she's just being, I think she's over the top with like Joe Pantliano and stuff. Yes, she's completely over the you top. Guys are, you guys are terrible cops. And I know this was an inside job. It's like you just jump to that right away. I wish they would have had Einhorn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it seemed like the exact same person, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I, I don't think uh, do you guys do you guys think she's right in this or do you think that she's wrong? Because I felt like this was a humanize the goons moment. I didn't feel that. I was just kind of like you know whatever. Like you, you the, didn't the clearly, care. clearly this is like they have they have leakage inside their cop their cop uh, d- you know ranks. There's people mm-hmm. leaking evidence. There there's an there's a rat inside. They all like why would all cops leave? Like the entire station empties to go to this thing. Like that just seems like everyone is really bad at their job, and we just need to close this station down and start over again. I yeah. think she's right. Well, the, I mean, yeah. So humanize the goons, right? I guess. I, uh, yeah, I guess kind of, kind yeah. of, yeah. Except for Joey Pants, who like lives there. <laughs> I think so. So the only time we see him, I think, is in the police station, unless like it's after a big crime. And, like every time <laughs> they report to him, he's either like playing basketball. I assume in the. Gym showering and the showering, gym. yeah. The like, I I kept thinking about like I love Joe 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 Pagliano. Oh, yeah. I love him. I kept thinking though, this should be Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly cool. a little like just kind of just kind of not quite getting it. Almost always shooting, eating a sandwich, shooting bad shots at the basketball court. Just <laughs> always looks like he's. Like he works like a like an IT job kind of a thing, but he's a police chief. I don't know. I just I kept thinking Michael Keaton this whole time. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Joey Pants is our our hero. Yeah, but he is. so is Michael Keaton. Cipher. You got to pick one guy to be your dad: Joey Pants or Michael Keaton. Who's it going to be? 
Michael Keaton. I think we just answered our question. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Uh, someone needs to turn a light on anywhere they go. Yeah. <laughs> like they go to this gym. And like yeah, it's, it's just daylight coming in. It's like you guys are lifting hundreds and hundreds of pounds and like fighting. And there's a, like a boxing going yeah, on. Keep the electric electricity bill down, bro. I don't know what like why that makes any sense at all. It's just like even like car lights or like you know like sun flares yeah. are coming through and that's all they can see with. Yeah, they're keeping the monthly dues low. And right. I don't know. I don't know. What's like, going listen, on. if everybody agrees that we don't turn lights on, then we will lower the cost, the monthly cost. Yeah. That's fair. I I did read in this scene that um like it was supposed to be more about Max and mm-hmm. Mike, right? Where it's supposed to be more about like their past and like and them and him developing a relationship with her, sending her off to go look for it. But it ended up just being like Martin Lawrence having fun in the gym. Fucking around, yeah. Which was all like I laughed. Looking I thought it was like funny. he doesn't know what he's doing, which he actually does know what yeah. he's doing, especially around a boxing gym. He's like a he he was like a boxer, wasn't well, he? He's he does that like speed bag thing. Have you ever tried to do one of those? It's hard. Very difficult. Uh, my God, even just to do what he was showing as like, well, I'm not very good at this. Was like four in a row, you know. <laughs> like even that's fucking hard to yeah. do. So I mean, he he's clearly knows what he's Take doing. Takes some skill to fake fake acting. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Takes some skill to fake fake boxing. It's like you know? playing bad like boxing. Here, play a bad drum beat. You're like, I I really don't know how to play drum right. off beat. <laughs> I'll <Right>. try. <laughs> I'll do my best AC Slater impression. Who plays Max? Um, like I was like I kept seeing her. I was like, how is she not like a bigger star? Yeah, was know. she like a model or She's something? Beautiful, yeah. Um, I think I looked her up and it, there was nothing. It was just that. I just liked her performance. I like it, like she's gorgeous. Like I just like man, what the heck? Yeah. Why did we not see like way more of her in movies? Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's that was just what I felt like very easily could have been her instead of Tia Leone. To be honest, like I like <laughs> yes, Tia Leone yes, a yes. lot, but I was just like. They had to do this little switcheroo thing. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get more to the Tia Leone. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have a lot of things. What did you What did you think before we move on to the next scene? When When they did go into this crime scene and completely fuck it up and mess with all the evidence, uh, did you do you? I'm going to ask you multiple times if you thought these scenes were funny. Did you like the? Uh, the the Negro conversation and the like brown I'm here to get brown sugar you know like where it's like hey, uh, yeah did you did you laugh at that did you think that was funny some of them are yeah some of them are just like uh-huh. okay I actually kind of really liked I kind of laughed at that a lot when <laughs> when he's like hey stop you're gonna you're gonna don't it's like like don't be alarmed <laughs> don't be alarmed we're Negroes or something like that because oh, you gotta yeah, okay. you gotta you gotta sound like you're white your he's voice like, is too bassy <laughs> yeah your voice is too <laughs> bassy exactly he goes he goes uh, hi, I'm here to borrow some brown sugar. Your neighbor here to borrow some brown sugar. <laughs> I I like I I, th- I laughed at that a lot. I don't know. I don't know what was funny. It's no, I, it's Martin Lawrence. No, I know. Yeah. A lot of, like all his shit is funny, but like the situations they put the like we'll get to it, but like a lot of this movie doesn't need to happen. Correct. Very true. And Correct. it's just for like a joke. It's I'm like just that wasn't like, even funny. That was kind of funny. Let's make them go over there and do something. Yeah. It, it's like they made these scenes up to fill time. Well, it, a lot go, of the time. I think it goes back to you had mentioned it originally and all the pertinent info. Like Michael Bay didn't really like a lot of the scripting to mm-hmm. begin with. So he That's just true. let them riff a lot. He let them. Go. I mean, especially Martin Lawrence. I feel like if you have Martin Lawrence yeah. as a lead role in there, like if you're not letting him do some some ad libbing, like just something. I mean, you got to let him have some create That's creativity with his character. 
I mean, like, just like Armageddon, too. Like, uh, Michael Bay is like, I, I wish I could redo the last half of that, of Bad Boys. It's like, we're, it's becoming a theme here, Michael. Like, maybe you <laughs> shouldn't, you maybe you shouldn't make movies. Maybe you should shorten it up a little bit. All <laughs> like, of your movies could be a half hour less. It probably would have been better. Uh, like, the oh thing is, God. though, like, they make a shit ton of fucking money. And they that's really why he do. still does it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I love, I, I like that kind of stuff from, Mar- but I do think that there are, there is a point where Michael Bay probably could have reined him in a little bit because I think that, you know, getting his joke to land takes time. That's true. And I think you could have reined it in. Like, on you could have done a third take, asked him to shorten that up, and it would have been, we would have been able to trim 15 minutes. Yeah. You know? Hey, you sexy podcast listeners. Thanks for listening to The Confused Breakfast. You know, this show wouldn't be much without... Uh, the sweet, sweet elixir that we definitely drink on the show every day. Every day. And that is Cedar Ridge Whiskey. Mm. Cedar Ridge Whiskey is my favorite whiskey of all time. And I'm not even saying that. I also love but that's not an ad for this because they suck compared to Cedar Ridge Whiskey. Ooh. Yeah, I'll say it. Uh, yeah, I'll say it. I don't think you're supposed to disparage I, I, other companies in your ad reads, Sean. We can cut that out. <laughs> anyway, what I was talking about is Cedar Ridge Whiskey. The number one whiskey distiller in uh, Iowa, for sure. It's been number one like four years in a row, something like that. Uh, Number one in our hearts forever. Uh, You can get the flagship bourbon, uh, which is really actually my favorite. Uh, Or you can get uh, the single malt whiskey. American quintessential, bro. American quintessential single malt, which is just so delicious. And uh, keep an eye out on on Cedar Ridge Whiskey's (laughs) website because that is (laughs) is where you can find our exclusive single malt whiskey coming straight your way. uh, Brought to you by these boys on Confused Breakfast. Uh, You can also get uh, Cedar Ridge Whiskey number nine. Fuck yeah, dude. Which is a mix of their flagship bourbon and um, what is it? It's rye. It's bourbon rye. and rye in a crazy mix, like bourbon Slipknot, and rye. just crazy. So if you want to be uh, kind of like a, a more casual kind of uh, drinker of whiskey, or you want to shoot it just straight up, that's fine too. But uh, you're going to have a good time either way. And what you're going to want to do is drink responsibly. That's the most important thing here, most Sean. Most important. Most important. Thank you, Mike. Oh, second, second most important. Go to CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Sexy podcast listeners. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> well, we'll get more into that. Let's go into scene two. So Max gets herself and her best friend, Julie Mott, hired as escorts by Eddie Dominguez, a crooked former cop. The party is soon interrupted by Fauché and his henchmen. Dominguez and Max are killed while Julie manages to escape. The madam who hired Julie and Max is disposed of by Noah, who then knocks out Mike as he investigates Max's death. Frantically calling the police station, Julie insists on talking only to Mike. Captain Conrad Howard faces Marcus, or forces Marcus to impersonate Mike to talk to her. <sighs> well, okay. Well, I'm going to. I'm starting. I'm sorry if I'm starting a little bit back backwards on this. It's because. I just I this is the this is the biggest plot detail that I have the biggest issue with why you would just continue to have him impersonate Mike. Yep. There's no reason There's for zero it reason. at all. It's it's not even the it's only funny for like 2 minutes. And it's it's seems like as a professional movie, right? Like professional screenwriters you're like, yeah, that is funny, but only for 2 minutes. Right. You, you and then you made it the entire plot. You should What's be able- going on? Yeah, it, like it, it's too much of a driver for 
oh, oh we'll, we'll hey. have this we'll kind of have this trading places situation <laughs> going on and uh, it'll be fun. We'll tease the married man with this uh hot almost call girl. Woo. And then we'll we'll set the the handsome the handsome bachelor into the home of the uh, the housewife. What will they learn? What's gonna happen? <laughs> will they trust each other? <laughs> we'll find out. And it's like it's that okay. So I it's it's like they. I was I was so surprised in researching this movie that I didn't find out that this was supposed to be a TV show first. It That's was good, because it's no or no. It you're like you're like how was it not? It feels like it. It feels like an over over drawn out TV episode. You know what I mean? It really does. Like it's 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 got like the beats to it too. It's like oh well, these characters are going to go do this, but then there's this little thing. It like, it could be a Netflix series. Exactly this uh that kind of thing because it's all very convoluted. You can be convoluted within like thirty minutes, I think, and we'll go with it. But if you're going to have that as your plot, the whole two hour running time, okay, we got it. We got it. Move on. Yeah, I was blown away at that because I, I didn't remember anything. I'm like, oh, that's yeah, that'll be funny. What? Wow, they're going with this. Like, I thought for sure they were going to be like, okay, fine. Listen, like, I'm not him. Yeah, I was but waiting. But now we minute. got you. We got you, and we're going to take care of you. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. We're going to get him. We don't know where he's at. Nope. You, you <laughs> just keep you, it going. You just why? didn't have to making up reasons to why you have the pictures in the in the plays in the, each <laughs> each house and like it and just it, yeah. It just kept going. I don't know. The funniest part, though, to me, and why they needed it was Martin uh, Lawrence's impression when he's like, when he's like <laughs> yeah. Mike, Mike, oh, what's Mike, his name? Mike Lowry, Lowry, like that was fucking hilarious. Uh, and, it, and like, and then you have Joey Pants just sitting there, and he's, he's like, it, he's like, it. stop, do it. You got to do it sexy. Do it sexy. <laughs> do it sexy. <laughs> it's like, it's not sexy do it enough. Sexy. You're not sexy. It's like, would you, would you stop? <laughs> My hat. I'll be honest with you. I kind of like look. Yeah, I, Will Smith is the smooth and cool guy. They could have just done this with Joey Pants and Martin Lawrence, and we could have an amazing comedy movie. Honestly, <laughs> could you guys? If could you guys do like, let's say, um, somebody from Spotify is coming, and they're like, they're like, "Hey, I'd really like to talk." We're, we're flying into Cedar Rapids about your podcast, and I'd really like to talk to Mike about something. But I was gone. Like, could you? Could you do an impression of me? Oh yeah. What would it be like? Well, okay. So my show, uh, the one I created, my show. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. I and me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you gotta, you gotta sound like me. You gotta do my mannerisms. Oh, well, oh okay. Uh, no, <laughs> well, boys, time to kick this off with a whole nother idea. <laughs> I can't. You, you guys aren't good. You don't have don't like, like a. These. You don't have a voice that's like real. Like you can't imitate it. You know, like that's that's the thing. Well, maybe we've heard it so I'm much. Uninteresting voice that you can't imitate. <laughs> no, it's 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 that it's very, it, it's it's the way it's. It's your mannerisms that have to be impersonated, <laughs> not your voice. That's the All thing. Right. Like loud. Yeah, yeah, like I don't, loud. We don't have a big enough beard because you like you have that a big enough beard so you talk through it. Right. You know? <laughs> it, like it does. It's it like creates, a, it's a natural like gate. It creates for, for resistance the compressor from yeah. your chin. It creates just enough resistance that it dictates <laughs> your lips. So, oh, that's really good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even. I don't know how I would impersonate you guys either. It'd be like. Be really fucking hard. It'd be, it'd be tough. It'd be, it'd be, I th- you of all people do impersonations, so I figured you know you've known Sean long enough. Ooh, do, do me, Sean. D- uh, this is way too much pressure, do guys. Do it. Do Sean. Yeah, do Sean. Do, uh, in front of us. 
Pete's in front of us. Do Sean in front of us. I don't like this. Uh, let's see. It'd be Mike La Lowry. How? <laughs> there, there that's a really good. That's a really good one. <laughs> that's good. All right, I, I can do. I can do AJ. It's um, well, the thing. The thing that I really the the love the um. What's the best part is that uh, find it. I found it, and yep. now man. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I found exactly. it. I'm there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I I'm going to keep talking so that you guys don't don't interrupt me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> All right, then fine. Let's talk about Tia Leone. What are your thoughts on her? Not good. Uh oh. Do you think at times I'm like, yeah, love love her in this movie, and then at times I'm like. Hmm. She's uh, because there is like two movies going on. There is that comedy aspect of like the switcheroo. Oh, he's he's impersonating this guy, and she serves that kind of well. But then when she is like uh, the woman in peril, I guess trope. Um, I don't know, man. She's almost annoying to me. It's, like I, I got to be honest. I, I think I think it it never quite gets to the point that you need her to be at. When you have, when you have such power from Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, ooh, that's a good call. Very, very, very like just top tier leads in this, and you need a. I think you need a that really strong female lead presence, and I think that she's just not. She just doesn't ever quite get up to there. It's the comedy chops don't match up. You know, doesn't. Yeah, she's not lead funny. up to Lawrence. Um, the it's it's tough sometimes to believe that. You know, if it seems like there should be a romantic interest more so with with her and Mike Lowry. And And you're just like, you don't ever really feel that, you know. And again, I think that's part of the story writing because you don't get enough screen time with them really together, knowing who each other are. I it's just I don't know if it's Tia Leone or if it's just the way the character's written. Right. I I agree with you because like I've seen her in other movies and I enjoy her. Yeah, Uh, I I get annoyed. It might because you saying about the story uh that like why are we having this like switcheroo impersonating mike kind of thing um and then marcus is annoyed by that annoyed by having to carry this on and maybe the reason he's annoyed and we're annoyed of why this they chose this to be the plot is why i don't like her does that make sense <laughs> very true you yeah. know like it's maybe it's that or maybe it's just it's it it doesn't fit and i think you're right they might needed might have needed someone or uh, someone to write a better character in this uh, standpoint because she is like third to these guys. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she's, the, a, she's, she's along the with the action scenes. Yeah, she's yeah. the third little. Side they needed kid. they needed to write a better character. I think. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, they needed to put pants on her because her legs overshadowed everything in the scene. That's My a good God, point. yeah, that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> she had incredible legs. I think. That's the thing. That's all I, I could focus I on think in that, some yeah, of the scenes. Of the geez, it, it's you just are fit. There is just no reason not to have a wide shot when it's all three of them because it's just like, yeah, like you you just need to see all the legs. Yeah, you got to see all the legs. I, uh, but again, I think that Max, I'm I, I think that that scene of her Max getting killed and then Tia Leone making the escape. I don't know. I did you guys. I just didn't understand why Max know. was there and then she's dead. Yeah, I don't know why you have to shoot through the pillow and then <laughs> just say fuck it and just start shooting her anyway. Yeah, what the um, fuck? Does that I don't even know where her back was turned. Yeah, 
<laughs> is, that, is that a silencing technique? I thought it was. Like, but I, then I've you do, you do it once, but then right. the rest of the shots are not right. silenced. Like, yeah. Bam. Yeah. Bam, uh, that bam, didn't bam. Work. He's like, I, heard, I saw this in a movie. It silences yeah. it. No, that sounds the exact same. <laughs> I, I just think that there are better ways. Like, I, I don't write movies, guys. Like, I've, I've, I have ideas. <laughs> but there's still a point where you should have had one of your hundred writers, Michael Bay, say, you know what? Maybe we don't need the friend. Maybe we should keep with this strong female lead, like yeah. right here, and not like not divvy up this responsibility. And then instead, maybe she's the one who makes an escape while the other guy got killed. How about like it's that easy to switch something around and and be able to have that one? I don't know. It's just me being picky, I guess. And in yeah. what world do you are you a call girl? And you're like, we're only going to be there like ten minutes. Yeah. Like, what? How does that work? How does? How do you pay money for a call girl and and you're only there for ten minutes? Never yeah. had a call girl. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, me, it's, me neither. Yeah. It's it's one Definitely of the. Uh, it's not paid by the hour. It's paid by the shot. It's paid by, it's paid by the money shot. That's yeah. why they call it that. Actually, Max, like Max, is kind of a not a good friend bringing Julie along. I know. This. What are you trying to get her involved in? Whoa! Come on, dude. And like, so the guy who was like doing getting high on his own supply, pretty much, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. But what's like, I don't understand him either. Like he says, I know who you're talking well, about. Well, she, like, she's like, "Where's the bathroom? Upstairs on your right. Don't trip." <laughs> why is that funny? <laughs> Dude, Why just, are you laughing so maniacally? Like, are you, I don't know. I, he, I didn't get his vibe at all it, either. It's just weird too, because he's the he used to be a cop, but but he's on the he's he's on the goon squad now. With was he undercover? Was he just got kicked off the cop force? So now he's in with Fauché. Yeah, and then like he's stealing cocaine, heroin to keep for himself, but then he doesn't decide to like. Do anything with it other than just open pure uncut heroin and partake in it? Don't you have to? Isn't yeah. that the whole premise? They were doing things to the heroin to make it to make it sellable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just like well, ether. Whatever. Yeah, the Ooh. whole ether. Yeah, yeah. He mm -hmm. is uh, Eddie Dominguez or whatever. Yeah. It, it, they. This is the problem I have uh, on with. Uh, we've talked about this before. That you you're you're giving exposition, but you're not focusing on it. You're not focusing on giving the exposition. Okay. It's almost like an afterthought because you're doing, you're utilizing like wider angles or there's multiple people. Whereas, you know, in Armageddon, we get exposition with the person who's in the focus, right? You just get all this stuff from Fouché that's like, well, he's like, you couldn't wait two days. And it's like, I had to rewatch it three times so I could understand the exposition that Fouché is just trying to get. Yes. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, and, and that's why I, I didn't care as much, you know? I was just, all I see is, Oh, there's main bad guy and a guy who must have fucked up. Bad guy. And he's just going to kill him. All right, fine. Ah. Whatever. Al Over. Capone sweet. Cool. We can move on now. All right. Al Capone sweet. Like, <laughs> yeah. So consulting the Jarrett Layoff Confused Breakfast actor database that he has been so kind to put together yeah. of all the movies we've done, any any actor in this movie stand out to you that's been in a bunch of our movies? Um, uh, it's our first Will Smith, I believe. First Martin Lawrence. Let me see. We've here. had Joey Pants. Joey Pants. Several times. Uh, this is Kevin Corrigan. Okay, there you go. Joey yeah. Pants has been in three, but Kevin Corrigan also has been in three movies. He's now, he was the scientist in this movie, in Bad Boys. He was in Goodfellas and he was in True Romance. Yeah. Hell yeah. Kevin Corrigan and Joey Pants tied for three movies that we've done. Nice. I was surprised to see Kevin Corrigan in it. I don't awesome. know why. I'm always surprised to see him in a movie. Michael Imperioli too, as uh, um, what's his name who gets shot? Oh yeah, in Goodfellas. That yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. 
the dance or whatever you know, gets in yeah, the bar. He's like the he's like the mechanic or whatever, the tire guy. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jojo, I think. Jojo. Jojo. Yeah, I, I I love I love looking back on how many different actors we've had that have been in different movies and a lot of times it's it kind of sneaks up on you. You don't realize it's like one of their first roles. They're just a little bitty guy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scientist was definitely one of those things. Yeah. And speaking of the scientist, he was like, oh, he's the scientist guy. <laughs> oh, we we killed him off screen. Yeah. <laughs> like he just disappears. They're like, right. we killed him. You're not even going to show in a Michael Bay movie. You're not even going to show us. Wow. Like, the bad guy's a loose cannon. Wow. Whoa. Can we see the death? <laughs> Did you put him in a barrel of ether and then blow that barrel up? No, you just. OK, whatever. Yeah. All right, scene three. At Julie's apartment, Marcus and Julie are attacked by some of Fouché's henchmen. When they rendezvous with Mike, Marcus and Mike have to impersonate each other, with Mike living at the Burnett residence while Marcus resides with Julie at Mike's apartment. The trio go to Club Hell to find Noah, who Julie identified in a mugshot. They're discovered, and chaos ensues. In the ensuing car chase, Mike kills Noah. Lukey and Dookie. Why? Um, (laughs) And then, like, the whole... Uh, his like concierge at his like apartment yeah. or like hotel thing. This is what I'm talking about where I'm just like, why is this going on so long? I like the joke is the whole Chet scene is supposed to be funny because it's going on too long. Right. I think that's why Do you think he's like, that's I, why it's funny. I think, I think that's why I think that's the joke is like, we're, uh, he's just not getting it. You know, it's kind of like the, uh, and Monty <laughs> Python. Python. It's, it's kind of like that uh, a little bit. And then they go on too long with it. And it's like, you're not, you're not a uh, uh, Andy Kaufman, right? You know, it's it's just not funny. I don't know. It was it felt like a scene where they're like, "Oh, this is going to be really funny because it's going on too long." It's We're like, gonna no, be, it's just, it's not funny because it's going on too long. I'm going to be known for my dialogue in scenes. <laughs> I think I'm feeling it. I feel like this dialogue is going to be so great between these two guys. People are going to talk about it. I think I, I, <laughs> no, it's not good at all. That's what Michael Bay is thinking. Yeah, that's is what that Michael what you're Bay saying? is thinking. Yeah, <laughs> so he's thinking like, oh man, like I'm just gonna write movies where it's yeah. just like smart dialogue. I think one <laughs> long, of my things. long scenes, long conversations. Yeah, yeah. But how people really, really fast talk. Cuts. How people really talk. Yeah. <laughs> even the dude, the, you're, Sean, you're absolutely right. It's like some of the stuff just doesn't make sense. It's just so forced. Like they they bust into Julie's place. Marcus is there. It's this crazy fucking fight and chase and gunfight. And I mean, it's dark in there. But this this guy, this goon, somehow can see the license plate that he's driving from so far away. It's like, oh, yeah, I got the license plate. It's like 100 feet away. And then he somehow later on in the club, then he's remember, he can see he's looking down like 100 yards in the club in a dark club. He's like, oh, that's the guy. That's the guy that was with uh, Julie. Oh no, that's the license plate in the club. <laughs> yeah, that's that the guy. guy. How, do you, how do you know that's that's him exactly? He's like, well, it's my in my script right here. Yeah. <laughs> it says I have to say that. It says I have to say it. it. Says I have to say that. It's like, yeah, I, good. I got the license plate. It's like, did you see the guy's face though? Because that's what you're calling out in the club, like you're saying. Yeah, it's it's, it's just forced. Everything's forced. I mean. The, 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 we already talked about the premise like of how they continue this on. It's so dumb. But it does lead to some funny stuff. Like I really did. I laughed a lot at the telephone bit where like oh. she that uh, will Mike Mike Lowry sitting on the couch looking at photos. Oh yeah, yeah. Like and stop, stop put, put it back. don't take it out. <laughs> don't take it out. He's gonna be so mad if he finds out hello. Like I that's stupid. 
but like I laughed really hard. At I that. I agree with that. There's some ins- instances where they do play on on this whole. It may, it's bo- funny, and they try to like milk a lot of jokes out of it. And some of them are funny. Like I even like when he first takes Julie to uh, Mike's apartment. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh man, yeah. Why am I tripping on shit that I know is there? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's pretty good. See, it, that that's the kind of stuff that is that is funny. It's it's but not the long long drawn out trying to explain why all yeah. the time. But if you just if you took out the the long explanations and left in the funny jokes, again we'd get about another ten minutes back from Michael Bay movie, <laughs> and and have and and it'd be more punchy. Well, then yeah, you even get they're in the apartment, uh, Marcus and Julie, and they're talking about baloney and like <laughs> pickles and stuff. And you're like, is this like? Do we need this? Do we have to know yeah. that she's a vegetarian? Like, do we have to talk about this? Yeah, like d- it does that. Character development should add to the story. <laughs> it's not Does it ever story. come up again that it's important that she's so. vegetarian? The veggie she ordered a veggie burger that she couldn't get when they came and shot up the place. Okay. Like, where's my veggie burger? Where's my veggie burger? It's uh. like and it, instead instead of like a, a bad guy coming up and seeing like that, oh she ordered a veggie burger. <laughs> Look up for all the cross-reference this with all the vegetarian <laughs> restaurants around this location. No, we don't get that. We just oh, she's vegetarian. Cool, throw that away now because we don't need it anymore. Yeah, I, and I, I'm a big proponent of like plot doesn't shouldn't really matter in, in a movie whatsoever. But like you're, you're a Michael Bay movie, <laughs> like that's all it is. It's all plot. Like, like you're, you're trying to add go. character and like yeah, these are big flamboyant men. You know, and we love these guys, and just honestly let them do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, we don't need to add in all this other random bullshit. I don't know. Yeah, even yeah. the even the see like if, if if we've already established that Michael J. Fox in Teen Wolf is the worst basketball player in film history, then Joey Pants is number two, right? <laughs> like, By far, in, absolutely. In this in this scene where he's in the gym, and even all this stuff goes on too long. Don't you feel like that scene even just is like yeah. Who's got, who's got to put all, all those basketballs away? Yeah, he right. just gets to go and shoot all these ba- You can't just use one ball? In cigar smoke filled room. Yeah. And, 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 again, no lights in an on. active area, yeah. <laughs> no lights. Ugh. I, 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 the club hell scene, though, I will say one of the reviewers was like, the, the best action scene in this movie is that bathroom scene. Do you, do you think th- so? And I think so. And like on top of like all this kind of... Uh, kind of getting let down by the story and like by the random scenes and like not knowing where we're going, we still get some pretty great action. And I think this action scene is phenomenal. Like especially when he slams his head in a piss filled urinal. Like that's brutal. I, f- I felt that. That is mm. super brutal. You know, I, I like that scene a lot. That's all I have to say about that. Ooh, here's a prop. <laughs> AJ gave me the look like I'm going to speak. And then he goes, I'm not going to, I don't know what to say. So I'm going to hit the prop button then. Speaking of that bathroom scene, I don't know why it hit me this time. He walks into that bathroom and there's a a payphone on the wall. And I was like, just thinking about the era of movies we talk about, like, I feel like we need a, we need a payphone in this studio. Telephone company. (laughs) So I don't know why I, like, I'm always thinking about props for the studio. Like I want, I want the, I want the telephone from the, from the wall of that bathroom. Just, just right over there. Just like every once in a while it rings and we're like, hello. It's a segment. It's a bit. It's like, oh, it's Michael Bay calling. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's Martin Lawrence acting as, or Marcus acting as Mike. That's what I Lowry. Yeah. That's like every time he answers. It's like blues clues in here. It's like, oh, somebody's calling the telephone. Somebody's calling (laughs) it. I want to see who it is. Let's go. 
Hello. Michael Bay. <laughs> what do you guys want for props? I think I want um I think I, I want uh, w- uh Mike Lowry's belt. If you I can't uh, picture it. It looks like it's like a bandolier. Like it's got bullets in it, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's oh, just yeah. for show. It's not actually just bullets. Just show how badass he is, kind yeah. of thing. I just want that ridiculous belt. I think you look good in that. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna go with the Club Hell sign if we're, t- we're taking props for the studio. Oh, Club, Club Hell's a great name. It is. It's more neon in it's here. Badass, dude. It's ah. Fucking badass. Actually, how bad would the acoustics be in that club? <laughs> you see, how, it's like a three story tall concrete building. Yeah, the people are like. Yeah, I can hear everything that's happening. I can hear. In actuality, it's just it's just a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's all you hear. And then then the club hell scene is great. I do agree with you, Sean. That bathroom scene's pretty dope, and it's pretty. You can feel it like that. That's just a shitty way to go. (laughs) Like all of them, literally and almost literally. (laughs) But also, it's so weird to me. Like they're the cops. And they're coming in to find the bad guys, but then they run away. Yeah, and she says it. Julie says it. Why, he's right there. Why are we running away? I'm like, yeah. Why are you running they're away? They're right there. Like, that's the whole thing. It's backwards. Yeah. They're bad cops, <laughs> not no, bad they, boys. They start seriously bad cops. And then, like, of course, why is there a why is there an ether truck? Like, I, I didn't even understand this. Like, are they? I thought, oh, they're gonna bl- they're trying to blow up Club Hell. They got the ether truck. No. They're de- are they delivering the ether for the heroin thing, or is like ether something that they use in Club Hell? That <laughs> yeah. What is what is why is it there? Uh, well, before there was dry ice, they used ether to pump in fog. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how they did it. That's, that's how they did it. That's how they Miami did it. Miami scene was crazy. They started giving people cancer though, so they're like, eh, it's a, calm, calm that back a little bit. Yeah, I guess we'll start cutting it. Let's try. Yeah, <laughs> we'll cut ether with ether. <laughs> With heroin. Fight fire with fire, <laughs> same thing. What do we cut this ether with? You're, you're, Gotta get some heroin. You're completely right. Like, who thought it was a good idea to, like, like oh, they're over at the drug uh, manufacturing plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, it's, it says, because on the front of the building, it says, bad guys drug manufacturing plant. <laughs> That's how you know. But then they drove, somebody thought was like, hey, guys, we're all going to Club Hell. Hey, it's 1145. Uh, Club Hell, let's go. Hey, guys, this is a long day. I'll tell you what. First round's on me over at Club Hell. Uh, guys, we'll meet you there. Jerry, you going? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll see you there. It's, Do you need a ride? No, I'll just take the ether truck. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, you who, can't take that off a company. Who right. chose to drive the ether truck to the club? Oh, and what we do is we just kind of hang them in, uh, like, like hammocks. hammocks. Right. Yeah, it's kind of cool. That's <laughs> yes. why they're secure. That's, That's right. what we like to do on that. That's how we do it. That's it's how, how we you transport it. it. That's how we transport <laughs> ether. <laughs> So it's knocking. It's not knocking around on the floor. It's just ting, ting, ting. Never mind. I am gonna hit this button. Though. Hit it. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. For me, I think it's Noah. Who's it's Noah? henchman Noah? Noah. I know, right? <laughs> I had to like look up his name. Noah is yeah. the henchman who um, he's got the stupid goatee. He's got the stupid goatee, and sometimes he wears the backwards black leather beret. Okay, is he the one that said, "Yeah, I got the license plate"? No, okay. I don't think it's him. He he is the one that definitely kills the madam and punches Will Smith and, and hurts him. Mm. But it's of course oh, it's yeah. very darkly lit, so you That's can't right. see. That's right. So I think I just don't like uh, Noah's backwards black beret and his goatee. Okay, not a fan of that. Yeah, I'm with you. I respect that. 
I can't picture him in my mind whatsoever. That's fine. But uh, if you don't like him, I don't like him now. Okay, cool. So if I don't like him, you got my back. Yeah. No, absolutely. I I totally agree with that, and I I, I agree with that one hundred percent. Normally, you'd want to punch one of the other buddy cop duo guys uh, in the True. movie because yeah. usually they're like the they're the guys giving them crap and uh, saying yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you should have put us on a cap. It would have been solved forty eight hours ago. You don't got the cojones. The cojones. And like, what are cojones? But, but then like you you look at this and you're like, those guys are actually pretty nice guys. Like they're them. very nice. Those are, they're pretty nice and like you know the. You know, Martin Lawrence, well, you guys are kind of being dicks to them. <laughs> I want to see their buddy cop movie now because it seems like they're the, the they're the good boys. <laughs> you know? I think I want to see that buddy cop movie. Yeah, I'm with you. When, I mean, when he says cojones, I think I think Mike is like, what are cojones? Yeah. You're a cop. It, 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 <laughs> you're a cop in a cop movie. Yeah, you're every in Miami. Every cop knows what a cojones is. Yeah, every any any like action movie, it, all they say is he, you don't have the cojones, or he had big cojones. That is yeah. what they say. It's literally what they say. And it, but he gives him crap about using using that word or, or just saying things. It's like, oh man, heck of a day, huh? It's like, would you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> I don't want to deal with you anymore. And they just tell them off all the time. So yeah. I feel bad about it. I'm with you. Well, let's move on to scene four. So Mike and Marcus meet their old informant, JoJo, and learn about the location of the chemist who is cutting the stolen drugs. The three return to Mike's apartment where Marcus's wife, Teresa, confronts them and confirms Julie's suspicion that they have been impersonating each other. Foshe and his gang show up and kidnap Julie. So do we have, have we already gotten to the convenience store? That's like, scene? yeah, it's like right here, basically, yeah. Why? Why? Why was this here? There's like we get some good improvisation joke, fun, yeah, mother bitches, yeah, like, that's kind of funny. But other than that, why? They're really it does not move us along at all in any point of this. I don't plot. know, man. Again, like plot isn't everything, but like at this point, I'm just waiting for the movie to be over. I agree. And why is you're this starting to here? get to this point? You're just like, I want to know what's going to happen with Fache. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm invested in that. I don't really care about what's going on right here. And this is also where I just, I'm getting sick of the fucking arguing. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you've been doing this the whole movie. Like, I don't care anymore. Like, you guys go go figure it out. I'm bored with your arguing. Move on. I agree. That's, it kind of goes back to that, just the idea of Martin Lawrence's dialogue kind of, it starts to get long-winded and Mm -hmm. it starts to, the back and forth just starts to get overdone and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of reformulating it or redoing it every single scene and. I don't know. I, I they just create it just creates a little bit more anxiety for the audience. Then that's about it uh, in in this convenience store. Yeah, no. Everybody sure forgets about uh, poor old Max too, right? Like we kind of forgot all about her. <laughs> like man, this is like Will Smith's love of Will Smith's life. Apparently, like because later on he freaks out on Fouché, which I'm determining is because of that. D- Julie, this is like her best friend in the world. She watched her get killed. Everybody's just like. Yeah, and forgot about my, uh, Max. Yeah, yeah. Nobody right. cares about Max anymore. And just like the convenience store scene, it is funny, like you said. Yeah. But why is this scene here too, where uh, Marcus gets mad because he overheard the conversation, like over the phone, and he goes and confronts him. Yeah. And then it's just over. Like what the? See what I mean? Is like yeah. this <laughs> yeah, is like a TV episode. It. It's like what I'm saying. I don't know, man. It just seems like vignettes that they wanted in like a, a TV show. And then just made a movie out of it. I don't know. It's like mini, mini jokes. Just like we need a movie to put all these jokes in. Drawn out. Yeah. yeah into yeah. like movie form. It'll be funny because they'll fall into a kiddie pool. Ah! Ah, see what we did there? Ah! That's a sitcom joke. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. You just like, think, yeah, you basically 
take that entire fight scene right there in the yard and put like a laugh track behind exactly. it, like a, like a comedy uh, TV series laugh track, and like, oh, studio audience mm-hmm. going, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did you also uh, see a nice little cameo that kind of relates to uh, hockey? Uh, oh yeah, one uh, of the henchmen. Fuck, what was his goddamn? Uh, Yo, we're big hockey fans in this uh, podcast. I read this, and I forget his name. Marty McSorley, Sorley, yes, was one of the henchmen that um, got caught. They were like scoping out um, one of the houses, and the cops came while they were fighting in the yard, and, and, and said, "You don't, you don't sneak up on a cop's house mm-hmm. or something like that." Marty McSorley was the one they interviewed, and that finally gave up the location of Fauche. The name, oh, I mean, he's only got one. Oh, oh yeah, Marty, Marty McSorley being a two-time Stanley Cup uh, champion winner, enforcer, basically one of the reasons why Wayne Gretzky never got touched on the ice is. Because uh, McSorley was always on the ice with him. Wow. Kind of a goon, though. He was also the one that, um, I believe, took his stick and hit a dude in like the helmet with it ended like on purpose career. and pretty much ended everyone's career involved. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. A little is. bit of a hothead. <laughs> well. Why are enforcers actors in like 90s? Isn't it weird? <laughs> like, uh, what's his name in um, Dumb and Dumber? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Who was, in, who was it? Uh, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The guy. The guy, the you know the guy, you know the guy. Well, I can't fucking remember. Yeah, whatever. Well, then they and then he must have had a thing for athletes because then he also had a, a, a basketball player at the time was the inmate that was hacking the computer. Oh yeah, where he stood up and he's like fucking seven feet tall. That was like a NBA player. I, I wish I remembered his name. Yeah, just, nobody cares about NBA again though. <laughs> like why? Why didn't we Sorry. have? Why, why did we just all of a sudden they brought in an inmate <laughs> to crack to crack the code? And oh well, let's put some glasses on him. That'll make him a nerd. <laughs> and then, but <laughs> like this is what got me into jail. Yeah. And then, but again, we never saw him in the, originally, and we never see him again. You know, there is there is like there's either too much character development or zero. Well, why couldn't there have been just a quick moment of like when they were hauling him in for something that he did? It right. Could be a case of hey, there's too many characters. Too. We got to call yeah. Ben. We, we like you know what. We just put Benny away for the same thing. You we remember Benny? Get we should get. But why, dude? Okay, so these documents are sealed. Why can we? Well, this is a huge deal right now that we need to find these people. It's one of the biggest drug things of all, and they stole it from the police. And our our station's going to be gone in seventy two hours. The police commissioner, chief, that fucking lady. No one can just unlock these. <laughs> How are they fucking locked? How are they? Someone locked them. So, like, don't you just unlock them? Yeah. Like, what? Why is this such a I big deal? I watched this movie three times, and I still don't even know what you're talking no. about. See, right <laughs> see, <laughs> they're, they're, like, they're like documents? trying to get into like Dominguez's file, and they're like, "We just can't. It's locked." Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's it's like, which is why the the NBA <laughs> player came and hacked it. I don't fucking know. And and that's the thing. Like they gloss over so much stuff like exposition they don't explain it they don't explain it clearly enough or they mix it in with things that are unnecessary here's the problem with michael bay is this was his shortest movie this is under two hours uh, his first movie and he goes he watched it back he's like i didn't have enough time to explain everything i can't ever do a movie underneath two hours <laughs> i have to go two and a half from here on out that's it i need that extra how time. am i that's how it. am i gonna give my 20 writers justice <laughs> If I just if I do a, a, an hour and a half movie, he's got I can't do it. He's got a new writer for every character, <laughs> and he's just like, "Ooh, I like that little piece of character development." Let's put that. And in that there. would be a good for a television show. That's yeah. a really great. 
Yeah, you have a team of writers for that. Yeah. Also, I know nothing about... So you get to this big thing, like Marcus's wife comes and there's this huge huge confrontation, which, by the way, did uh, Julie... Julie, like, knew this all along? See? And this is my big question. Are we supposed to realize that she just was in on this the whole time? That's why she's, like, playing with... uh, with yeah, Mark Morris's character so much, and like, but it just it just it's so lazy. She says it too. She's like, I don't it, Marcus, Mike, or Kojak. It doesn't matter. I'm like, you just said it, it doesn't matter. Why yeah. did we do any of this? Why are we doing this? So, so you get that whole thing, and then then you get this big gunfight and everything, and then then Mike proves he's the fastest runner in the entire world. And, <laughs> <laughs> chases down a, a moving vehicle, but the, I don't know anything about guns. Like you know, a lot of times you you people will be like, "Oh, that's a that's a that kind of gun," and you know, you only get six clips in that, and that's I don't know anything about guns, but I do know that this has to be probably some of the worst gun etiquette I've ever seen in a movie. Like you know, they at least train people to be like, "Okay, when you're when you're cop, you know, your finger is not on the trigger." And right. At one point, Mike crashes through that um like hair salon and the guy shoots <laughs> mike like reaches up with a gun and like puts it right underneath the chin of an old lady she's like you're fine everything's fine and he's got his <laughs> nice hair the, he's got his yeah he's got his finger on the trigger <laughs> then he's like even the dude uh fauché's got two guns and one sideways and one's up he's, he's a bad guy you get to hold your <laughs> when you're a bad boy. You get to hold your gun like this. So wait, are the, is Fauché, Is this movie about Fauché or is it about fucking Mike and Marcus? Look, Mike, they're all bad boys. Okay, Miami's just bad boys. All right, you know Miami in the mid '90s. That's my secret, Cap. They're all bad boys. Let's fucking Michael Bay for you. They're all Bay boys. All right, that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's all you need to know, guys. I mean, was this this is a cool action scene though, right? Like, kind of just. I mean, yeah, I'm glad, I'm just glad we get get action. Like, I'm, I liked uh, these guys are also like funny and have great chemistry together, and I I like seeing that. But like, we, they're also very good action stars. Like, I like watching them. Like, yeah. obviously, Will Smith is one of the greatest at it, but Marcus or uh, sorry, Marcus Martin Lawrence <laughs> is great yeah. on his own. Like, he's he's a comedian. Yeah, you know, like, but he's also very good in these physical kind of uh, uh, set pieces they have them in. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. All right, well, let's move on to the final scene. They access Dominguez's private police database profile after learning that the police secretary, Francine, has been leaking information of Fache. Mike Marcus and two other detectives, Sanchez and Ruiz, head to the airport to confront Fache. After a fierce shootout, they kill the remainder of Fache's henchmen and rescue Julie. They chase a fleeing Fache and force his car into a concrete barrier. Mike kills him and life returns to normal. You have sexy ears. I want to lick them. I'm the bad guy. Uh, does he say that? One of the one of the henchmen. One of the guys in the back does. Yeah, she's, he's he's like right behind her. He's like, I want to lick your sexy ears. Sexy ears. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't even like. I was just like, uh, you're you're an ear I guy. Huh? I didn't something hear that. you pick up on plot points, and I pick up on <laughs> random bullshit. Mike's Mike's. What did he say about licking ears? <laughs> John's like. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are nice ears. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Boys are going to like that one. Mike is a legs guy, and this guy's an ear guy, apparently. <laughs> He's into ears. I'd hate to see what kind of... No. Did yeah. you did you I pick up, too, they're talking to the, uh, Joey Pants, Captain, and Captain's like, listen, we just, we just got the plug pulled. It's four hours to this deadline, which means you have two hours. Why? <laughs> I, I, dude, I rewound that. I rewound that. To, to hear him say that again, and then I went, well, maybe I need to go further. And I went like five minutes back, and I was like, what's what's the whole two hours, four hours thing? And 
Are we on you, Armageddon time? You, I don't you, know. They, they are doing the deal in four hours. You have two. Hmm. To locate them. Can't know. <laughs> By the way, and, and and on top of that, so if the, if she, if internal affairs <laughs> lady can come in with the piece of paper, slap it on the desk and say, I'm shutting your whole thing down. <laughs> That's exactly how she did it. This whole thing's fucking shut now. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is working on this case? Right. Who else is working on it? FBI. I mean, if it's $100 million, like that kind of a drug. They just don't care. They, The FBI, the the whoever just doesn't care. DEA just doesn't care. Miami has it now. Like, oh, we're going to leave this to Miami PD. They this, are Miami PD, right? Well, that that's who they are. Yeah. We're going to. I'm just saying, like. Let them finish. Leave, let them finish the job. They wouldn't leave a hundred million dollars. Like CIA would have been there, like or, or whoever FBI would have been there uh, the for the moment that that happened. Number one. Number two. The idea that she can just say like, you know, I'm shutting you guys down, and no one else is working on this case or any other case that you have. I don't know what's going to happen then. How are we going to catch these guys if you're going to take them all off the job? <laughs> Meanwhile, like there's like eighteen poor families like trying to get their murder family investigated, you know, and the, yeah. it's like, oh, we're shutting it down. We were this close. Oh yep. my God. We can't do it anymore. You just, you've got, you've got a guy who's got the whole spider web of like pictures and yarn and he's just like, <laughs> she walks up and goes, oh, nope. what? <laughs> she rips it down. You go, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> this is all done. Stop it. Oh my God. You're, you're pulling up it now. We almost found out who killed Kennedy. (laughs) Even this like whole premise of Francine, the secretary. Yeah. Like you pick up on that. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) So like, like, dude, well, she's in another, well, one other movie that we've done. Is she? Uh, uh, True romance. She was the girl in the bar in the beginning. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And she will be in the pro when we do cover that. Uh, Well, so is she like just like a great also hacker who can put all the blocks up? On, is, right. that, is she the one blocking this file? And the and the threatening thing to her is, hey, listen, either you need to commit a fucked up crime, like you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna go to jail for a lifetime for what you're about to do. You either need to do that, or I'm gonna put a naked picture of you up on your kid's bulletin board <laughs> at school. <laughs> Dude, if that happened to me, if like I got blackmailed and they're like, hey, Will is preschool there. We're going to put a naked picture of you up on their bulletin board. I'm like, and the alternative is to like fuck over the police, the FBI until they find Perhaps out. Perhaps face a lot of jail time. Like put it up. You're the one that put it up. I didn't put it up. Yeah, there. I don't know who did it. I don't know who did that. That's not me. Yeah. My wiener is way you. bigger than that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just as upset at, uh, more so. Than you are that that picture is up. <laughs> I'm all terrified. <laughs> oh, let's be honest. Anyway, can we move on? You know, and guess why they did that? Because this guy. Yeah. <laughs> did, and you, and now I'll help you. I'll help you go ahead and bust this guy. Great. The moment that you do that, then I'll just tell them who did it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so yeah, it just seems like as they were writing this, or they they realize it on set almost, and like we need someone to do. We need do, a plot twist. Yeah, we need someone to like blame this on. It's like it oh, was Francie, the secretary, the whole time. What? Why? <laughs> when the, when you look back on it too, like she's always giving like the shifty dog eyes of just like the. <laughs> It is. It's, they want you to be like, I got. I need to watch that again and see all the scenes. I need scene to. Was it? You oh my see, god! When they were discussing the case, you could see her looking over her shoulder. In the back. <laughs> she, the she, clues she were she under my nose. 
Dude, it would have been so Her much. blonde, <laughs> curly hair. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I wonder who that was. I'm <laughs> reaping all the benefits. <laughs> Think how much easier it would have been to have like Joey Pants be a corrupt cop. I yeah. know. Yeah. Like, it just would have been so much easier. Like, uh, His clothes would have given him a way of not being paid enough. Like, that's it. <laughs> well, and let's humanize the goons here. They get to this drug deal. Yeah. And you have the sweetest drug dealer in the whole world in this pimped out suit and yeah. car and he's so nice and he shows up on time and he's like yeah. i got your money in your bank accounts i got your 20 mil here you know what go ahead and keep that car man great working with you, you guys wow. have guns we got guns we're not going to use them we just bring them because we're drug dealers fuck hey. yes great working with you and then they fucking crash in and the first thing <laughs> Fashay does is like bam <laughs> this guy's like no i'm like oh like, i did everything right <laughs> It's so, so like I feel really bad for that guy. I just wanted to sell some drugs. All right. Oh. I don't use them. I don't even. I don't care who does. That's not in my I business. I don't distribute them. I just buy them. And all, it turns out all all the money I make off of this goes to helping my home country. Maybe of this Columbia guy. And- maybe this guy buys them so he can destroy them. Uh, yeah. You don't even know exactly. <laughs> And oh, like, 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 it's a setup. You want to you want to try the product? Actually, no, I don't. I don't partake. Oh no, no, <laughs> no, that's not for me. That's fucking terrible for you. Dude. No, no. Fuck. no. Have you have you seen what this shit does to people? It's terrible. No, no, no. I I, I got plans for it. It's like, oh yeah, you got plans. Huh? It's like, oh yeah, oh I got big, big plans. plans. It's just him dumping it into a toilet later. Just like, <laughs> job well done. Well, there's more off the streets, and we can all sleep. <laughs> Holy More than that Ronald Reagan ever did, I can tell you that. You know? The nicest drug dealer. Wait, wait, wait. Why hasn't this been the war on drugs like plan all along? <laughs> Is to just buy them? Just, just become like the be- the biggest. Like we're already in enough debt. All, all buy doing- back better plan. Just yeah, just buy it back. <laughs> And then de- and then destroy it all because you just gave a drug kingpin two hundred million dollars. So he's like, well, I don't need to sell drugs anymore. Yeah, he's like, I, I mean, I'm good. And then you take. <laughs> I the paid all my people a good, healthy wage. And- are you a government? Are you listening to this? Like, this is the, this is what we need to do. Buy them up and get rid of them. You're you're printing money anyways. Just use that. Just that's it. Or just make them yeah. legal and we can get over this whole problem right now. That's, that's, yeah, that's also true. Yeah. yeah. Well, we finally get. I, I'm thinking of Michael Bay dudes, and uh, you, you have this mental image of Michael Bay of quick cuts and explosions everywhere. And we really didn't have much of an explosion throughout this entire movie. How much? And then we finally get it. Yeah, we oh, finally yeah. get this stupid, ridiculous airplane hangar, which like one plane. I don't even know. Were there two planes in there? Because one didn't have wings and shit, and was like torn apart. Was that the one they were going to fly out of there, or was there another one somewhere that was? I have no fucking clue. If they showed up, no to that hangar. And their their plane wasn't quite ready. He's like, I the wings are off of this plane, and like the mechanics just stand there, like I thought I had like two more hours, guys. <laughs> you said four, you only had two. You had to. You I thought understand. I had two more hours. I was putting the, the the wings onto this plane for you. I'm so. Can you come back in two hours? We have to go now. There's Everybody's no gonna be pissed about this. I mean that that's. The explosion needed to happen. Oh, yeah. We needed it. So we can have a slow motion walking. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, and like the whole thing where Fouché gets away a, the, a second time. Yeah. And uh, is like walking away from the shoot him in the leg. And the whole thing where like he's reading his, his Miranda rights as he's like catching up with him. <laughs> what are you like, doing? I'm just getting it out of the way. <laughs> okay, Michael Bay. Um, like, okay, Michael Bay. Uh, okay, Michael okay, Bay. Michael Bay. <laughs> uh, 
I like, well, I always wanted to in like, I want to see in movies where like this, this bad guy who killed Mike's friend basically, and has done all these horrible things. They shoot him in the legs. Like he's not worth it. So he doesn't shoot him. But don't you think he deserves like one, like real good smack always. on the head with a gun? Yeah. Maybe it's not going to kill him. Maybe double check. See if he's got any guns. Maybe yeah. handcuff him. There you go. You could do that. There's always another he's shot gun. in the leg. He's incapacitated. He's he can't in move. the leg, dude. He he feels remorse. He's yes. sorry. Yeah, he's, he's done now. He's he's got to feel bad at this point. <laughs> I, I guess there's always another gun in a in a evil person's pocket. This, always. There's always they always got another gun. They always, they always have got another the gun. ankle the ankle gun. Why aren't we checking for ankle guns? Yeah, just the, the nice every, guys. The well, <laughs> And this is where it's weird to me because, like, all of a sudden, Mike has all this fucking emotion and anger. Yeah. And is that because of the Max thing that we just never really got to get into in the storyline? Or is it just like, uh, is he just adrenaline up from fucking <laughs> running marathons? Running marathons with unbuttoned shirts? It's just weird. Like, uh, like, the ending just, like, I was waiting for this really big climax and it was just like, hmm. Like it's just, it just kind of boring. But again, I'm glad something happened. Something at least <laughs> happened. Thank yeah. God. Uh, it, it it does seem like it fizzles to me at the end. Yeah, you know, for all the ex- Michael Bay, Bay explosions and intensity and heat, it kind of fizzles out. I feel like Michael Bubay. Michael. <laughs> No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Well, what do you think, dudes? Is that good? That's you got it. anything else you want to talk about? Wow. No. Okay. <laughs> well, we have stripped this movie of its nostalgia. We've talked about it with a modern eye. We got to give it a modern day rating. AJ, what do you think, man? To be honest, I felt like this movie felt longer than Armageddon looking back. Like as I'm shorter. going through it, and it was in fact shorter. And um, do I do I enjoy it? Uh, yes. I. Uh, but there's something about it. It's it's we've we've I've mentioned it before. It's being able to make it through a whole movie. There, if, if you have a in your movie, there's a point where you feel like, okay, I've seen everything I need to see, and I can get up and like uh, wash some dishes or something. You know, I had the same thing happen to me. Yeah, I was like, I'll just go over there real quick. Keep it I, on. You know what? I'll, I'll leave it on. I'll just bump up the volume like two, and I'll That's just three. I'll just let it keep going. Yeah. You know, I had that with this movie um, until maybe until kind of maybe the the final scene. But even then, it was like, yeah. Whatever. I think Michael Bay has these things going for him. Uh, he's, he's always got a great cast, generally. You know, uh, somebody really strong uh, in there. Uh, the action's always great. And I fi- I'm fine with that. Yeah. I just need a little bit more. And I think, I think it's important to take the time to explain what you need to explain to an audience. Not have it done with constant music playing in your freaking movie. Okay. Um, like have a quiet moment in your movie. It's okay. So you can explain something, Michael. That being said, um, of what it is and kind of what it became. And I mean, obviously what we got later on from Michael Bay. I mean, I, I think I'm still going to go ahead and give this, um, I'm going to give it a 5.2. 5.2. Sean, or what about you, man? Um, yeah, I, it's a good start for Michael Bay. Um, I, the the cast of uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith drive this movie, but they don't they don't keep it really afloat, and that's kind of a shame. Um, I just think that it's way too convoluted for its own good, uh, and they tried. Yeah, I can I can tell that they tried to get around it by injecting comedy where it's not needed, and 
when you do that, it's just like, okay, but I was invested in this heist thing and in, in these bad guys. And then now there's comedy, which I also like, but I also want to get back to regularly scheduled program where I want to know what happens with this plot. Yeah. Um, and it just takes so long to get there. Like you said, it feels a lot longer than it is. Um, I probably won't revisit this for a long time. And I, I, it's weird to say that I, I like Armageddon so much more better than this. <laughs> yep. It's um, kind of weird, isn't it? Uh, this is a five. Fiverr for the Shauner. I yeah, I the th- the saving grace of this movie was the comedic moments. I, I laughed out loud multiple times. But that was about it. I it didn't even have that signature like crazy wild action moments that he you can tell this is his first one. He's working up to that stuff. The, the whoever that reviewer was that said the soundtrack was awesome is is a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. This might be one of the worst scored movies I've ever heard. There's even at one point there's like a sort of sounded like Beverly Hills Cop, but it wasn't. <laughs> and then it, it sort, sort of sounds same, like Lethal Weapon, but, yeah, it, but doesn't. it wasn't. The, the the soundtrack was terrible. I just like I don't I, I'll probably never watch this movie again. But it's still it's still if it, if you took them out of this and it was anybody else done. that wasn't funny, my it's god. Done. That would have been the end of Michael Bay's career. Yeah. That's true. So Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are responsible for Michael Bay. <laughs> Sons of bitches. I'm going to call it a 4.7. Executive producer Starling says this movie starts with one of the most absolute, most random opening credit scenes I've ever seen. Mike and Marcus are driving a gorgeous Porsche and pull over, coincidentally in front of carjackers. This scene is here just to let us know that Mike is rich, Marcus is a goof, and that they have a routine worked out for distracting bad guys, which will be used later in the film. <laughs> this, this will be the first of many... Foreshadowing. <laughs> this will be the first of many hard-to-believe so coincidences in this Michael Bay mess. It would have made way more sense to start the movie with their heist scene and then introducing our two cops as they wake up in their respective homes to show the differences. Next up, we have a heist in a police station, but only two cops are going to be on the case. But if it's not solved, the captain's going to be investigating by investigated by Internal Affairs, a.k.a. a very overacting Marg Helgenberg. I'm, I would have much preferred to watch a heist movie where criminals break into a police station to steal $100 million worth of heroin. Like, that sounds like a great. That sounds yeah. like a great. Yeah. yeah. Then Will's gym crush is going to look for newly wealthy people because they most likely are involved with the missing heroin. Luckily, she's a high end escort who brings her friend Julie with her, who is not actually an escort. But that's okay because we're going to assume the John she's about to meet will have cocaine dick and won't be able to hook up. <laughs> Thank God. That's so right? weird. That <laughs> is so weird. Dude. Oh good. Thank mm. God. Let me just say that a movie about classy prostitutes who solve crime as a bizarro Charlie's Angels agency would have been way more fun and believable. I agree. Two more movies. Yep. Luckily, movies the first better. person Maxine scopes out is involved with the heroin heist. We will overlook the fact that we just murdered and shot people inside a famous luxury hotel where they certainly most likely do not have cameras everywhere. Mm. Please don't pay attention to any continuity as the ladies entered in broad daylight and within minutes, Julie's running away in the dark. I've now suspended enough belief where I believe the movie is going to settle down and get on track, but there's one more hump I have to get over. Martin Lawrence as a police officer. Guys, I ain't buying it. They might as well have had him play Shanene as a cop because it would have been at least funny. Martin Lawrence gives zero cop vibes, and I hate to say it, but he's also not funny. Not once. I disagree with you, Starling, but this is your time. Mm. Actually, I did laugh when Julie Baloney shamed him and told him that it's how it's made. And he said, well, now I'm off of Baloney. And even that was ruined with the pickle and the Diet Coke bit after. 
What does not, or what does work for me is Will Smith. You can see the movie star he's about to become. His acting is a little rocky at times, but he's more mature than Will from Fresh, Fresh Prince, and I can somehow believe that a millionaire playboy finds fulfillment in being a cop. I like Tia, Tia, Tia Leone in this, too. Though beautiful, she's not really playing hot chick as much as she's giving them the obstacle to manage. Do I think this movie needed her character? Absolutely not. But if we didn't need Julie, we really did not need the storyline of Mike and Marcus pretending to be each other. God. On the phone to make contact, okay, but why not clear it up the next day? Yep. Why? Yep, it's that easy. The whole thing takes us from an action movie to scenes that aren't even funny. Did they run out of budget and need to cut expensive action scenes? Why is this here? The movie ends with a he's not worth it moment with Marcus telling Mike not to shoot Fouché. I honestly reversed the movie convinced I had missed something. I thought for sure I missed entire scenes with Fouché or why Mike would care about him this much. AJ, I hate to sound like the annoying reviews you read every week. I'm not a fan of when someone craps on a movie and cannot focus on anything good. But the title of my review would be bad comma boys exclamation point (laughs) bad boys (laughs) I know it's much easier to point out the negative in something than the good but this is one of the worst movies I've seen in years actually you would have to be interesting to be the worst when the movie King Kong came out in 2005 I was on a flight with no headphones and watched the whole three hours with no sound and enjoyed it (laughs) that's that's the only way I would ever watch this movie again as a wow. member of a captive audience where I hear nothing and imagine better dialogue. This is a four for me. I will never watch this again. And I have seen 1995 Showgirls about five times. Wow. Great. Starling, that takes us to a 4.73, my friends, for this rating. So where does that take us for modern day ratings? 4.73. Woo! Uh, that is now one, two, three, four. That is now sixth from the bottom. Wow. That is slightly worse than the cutting edge, <laughs> slightly better than explorers. I, I actually That's a kinda, lie. I kind of agree with that. Explor- explorers like had potential. Oh, you know and what? And then it just like, like right. kind of did the same thing. Oh, no, yeah, you're it? right. The, yeah, the movie that explorers was before they went into space was excellent. And you know what? Amazing movie. It's basically what happened here too. Yeah. We we're you're really drawn in through about about the first half to two thirds. Same thing happened here. Bad yep. boys with the explorers. It's the same thing. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here. It means the world. Tune in next week. We continue. May have Bay and Cage, and we start to sample in some Nicolas Cage. Bring it. Our last Michael Bay film, but first Nicolas Cage. We are doing The Rock. Followed by Gone in 60 Seconds. Yes. If you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year, Basketball episode. That was kind of a funny one. I think we had a a good time with that. And don't forget, we have a voicemail. Call us at 319-804-9596. Leave us some feedback like today's caller. Hey, guys. This is Paul from California. Uh, Just wanted to say I love the podcast. Been listening for about two years since Encino Man. My brother got me into it. He's also a Patreon listener, just like me. Uh, I wanted to give you guys some recommendations. Um, Anchorman, Legend of Ron Burgundy. I don't know if that is in your guys' uh, yes. in your guys' wheelhouse, but oh, that could be a good one. Small Soldiers. That's yeah, another man. one. Joe Dante. Oh yeah. And then there's something about Mary, the Fairley Brothers. I don't know, but um, keep up the good work, guys. Love you, and. Hopefully you guys can come out to Southern California again. All right. 
Bye. We will be out there. We will do those movies Hell and yeah. come stay at your house. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that sounds great. Thanks for being a member of the Patreon. That is so huge for us. Uh, you guys can all check that out if you want more information. Patreon.com slash confused breakfast. What else, AJ? Oh, guys, you know what we got to say. Thank you for listening so much. We really do appreciate it. Make sure you check it out on YouTube. Uh, and hang out with us on YouTube. You get to watch us as well as listen to us. Um, make sure you check us out on social media as well at Confused Breakfast anywhere on the social meds. Just search for Confused Breakfast. And by golly, leave us a review. We love reading the reviews, guys. Leave us a five stars. Do that on Spotify. Do it on Apple Podcasts. Write it out. You can go to confusedbreakfast.com and look at some of our merch. You can get some shirts. You can get some couches. You can get some uh, drawers. You can get some cupboards. Uh, You can also get some koozies. Uh, Go to confusedbreakfast.com and see our ratings as well. Uh, Our individual ratings are up there and our combined show ratings uh, for movies that we've done. Thank you. Bye. We are produced by Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We got Craig on the controls. Thanks, Craig, for manning everything. And we are part of the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more info there, cloud10.fm. That's it for us. Love you. Get on now. Get on now. What you want? What you want to do? Bar some brown sugar? (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.